the longer I teach, the more I realize that the real magic happens when we as music teachers are able to get off of Music Teacher Island and be around people that actually understand where we're coming from. You're listening to That Music Podcast with Bryson Tarbett, the curriculum designer and educational consultant behind That Music Teacher and the Elementary Music Summit. Each week, Bryson and his guests will dive into the reality of being an elementary music teacher and how music can truly be transformative in the lives of the students you serve. Show notes and resources mentioned in this episode can be found at thatmusicteacher.com. This episode is brought to you by my free guide on better serving our students with disabilities in the music classroom. I firmly believe that our job as music educators is to help our students find the way in which they can be best musical. And when it comes to teaching students with disabilities, most of us don't feel prepared to best serve these students. In this free guide, I'll share five ways to better serve the students with disabilities in your classroom so that you can truly say that your classroom is for everyone. To grab your free guide, head to thatmusicteacher.com disabilities. Again, to grab your free PDF guide, including a foreword by Lauren Morsenkowski about why disability isn't a bad word, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com disabilities. Welcome back to That Music Podcast. Today I'm going to be sharing the importance of being able to be surrounded by other music teachers, whether it be in your district, whether it be at your state conference, whether it be just having a bunch of your friends from undergrad coming together and talking about what it really means to be a music teacher. But I really believe that the magic happens when we are able to talk to people that get it. Honestly, my heart is so full still from attending the 2023 Ohio Music Education Conference. Um, it was literally, like, it's been like two weeks now, but it's been on the top of my heart and the top of my mind because it it means more to me than any other past year that I've been on. You know, thinking back to the last time I was at OMEA was pre-COVID. It was a long time ago. A lot has changed since then. Um, who I am has changed a lot since then and how music education is has changed a lot since then. So being able to be in a place surrounded by other music educators who understand where I'm coming from and who understand what the reality is teaching in the music classroom is incredibly refreshing. Like being able to talk to other elementary music teachers, talk to other high school music teachers, any music teacher in Ohio, being able to understand where we're coming from and the struggles that we face and the wins that we get to see. Um, it, it makes my heart full. I don't know about you, but I think my state conference comes at the exact point in the year where I need to get out of my school and I need to re-energize myself as a music teacher. Like I love going to the Kodai conference, but it goes a little bit later. So my first year going to the Kodai conference instead of the my state conference was a little rough because it was so much later and I just didn't get that boost. And as much as the professional development and the new ideas and the the different approaches to music education is incredibly valuable, being able to recharge your soul is, you can't describe how much that can improve your teaching. This year was incredibly special because I got to meet so many people that I've been talking with on Instagram for years. And I was able to finally put a face to the Instagram handle because like I said, I mean, I haven't been to a state conference since before COVID. And it, things have changed a lot since then. And it was so great to be able to under, to meet these people that I've been able to create, honestly, these like friendships and colleagues 
online that I've never met and being able to be in the same place, learning the new same things, learning from them. It, it just, it's really hard for me to, to describe. I'm not going to sit here and say that the music education community is perfect. We definitely have our flaws and there are definitely parts of our community that need to get with the times. And there are parts of the system that we have that make it really hard for us to collaborate. But I think overall, when we're able to all get together and share what's working in our classrooms, we're able to help students all over the place. And that doesn't mean just by the learning we're doing in the sessions. The amount of networking and getting to talk with people, getting to laugh with other teachers, while we're also talking about things that are really important to the core of music education and how we can ensure that our classrooms are set up in a way for our students, that's where the magic can happen. Like, I don't know about you, but when I was an undergrad, the music building, I learned a lot in there. I learned a lot of amazing things that I've kept with me. But the conversations that I've had in the music room lounge, that is where a lot of the debates on things that don't matter and debates on pedagogy and, you know, movable dough versus fixed dough happened. And those same kind of conversations, when we allow them to happen, still allow our classrooms to iterate and grow as we grow as musicians, as educators, and as people in this world. I want to shift gears for a little bit and talk about what's really on my heart about what made this conference special. That music teacher is almost six years old somehow, but I've never done an in-person training with anyone. I've gotten incredibly comfortable with using Zoom and recording my podcast episodes here in my studio and going live on Instagram and all those things that have made me so much better as an educator because of that music teacher, but I've never done anything in person. Thankfully, OMEA took a chance on me and let me do a workshop. And they decided they wanted me to do it twice. So I gave my favorite thing that I've ever been able to give a workshop on, which is Beyond Inclusion, True Differentiation in the Elementary Music Classroom. I've done an iteration of this training before um, for that music teacher, but honestly, I completely redid it for this in-person workshop. And I don't think I'll ever change it because it is just exactly what I want to share with other educators. It's it's kind of my, my my thing that, you know, if I can get people to understand this and that's all I get as an educator of educators, I'll be fine. And that is that differentiation is not the responsibility of one person or another. It's the responsibility of all of us. Whether you teach band, choir, elementary, whether you're ORF, Kodai, something in between, something completely different, every single teacher has the responsibility and the ethical obligation to ensure that every single student that walks through our doors is able to access the curriculum. So I'll be honest, I had a little bit of a rocky road on <laughs> during the presentation. My first presentation was amazing. It was completely magical. My, my, I, just, I just lit up and I had so much fun. Um, I got so excited that I accidentally threw the, the presentation clicker to the ground because I was just so into it. Um, but I loved the conversation that we were able to have. I love that teachers were asking questions and saying, how do you implement this? And I, I love how we were able to really understand that, yes, I'm the one up here talking with the clicker on the microphone, but I'm just here sharing what I've learned. And, you know, you can take what you can from here. Know that not everything's going to apply to your classroom and some things are going to be the exact opposite of what will work in your classroom. But the reality is that the conversation was happening. And that's the important part because I'll be honest, part of my presentation was the Acknowledging the fact that everyone 
pretty much knows that differentiation is something we should do. But the reality is, is that our educational system is not set up in a way that allows us to do that the easiest. And I think that when we're allowed to get in a room and talk and figure out how do we best advocate for ourselves as teachers so that we can best advocate for our students and what they need to be able to access our curriculum, when we get in a room, we become dangerous. And we can become dangerous in a way that we are able to challenge the system so that we can do what we know is best for our students. I need to give a special shout out to a lady named Cheryl. That's all the information I have about her. Um, before my second presentation, I went to log into my laptop and it decided that the keyboard and the, and the trackpad just weren't going to work anymore. Um, so I had no way to log into my computer to get my presentation. Um, so that was fun. So about 10 minutes before my presentation, a woman named Cheryl brings me her laptop and I would thankfully thank God for the cloud. I was able to get my presentation. Um, she wasn't even in my session. I have no idea where she came from, <laughs> but she just came with a laptop and everything was fine. Um, so Cheryl, if you're listening, thank you so much. You saved the day. Um, and honestly, if any of you were at that presentation, I, I appreciate you coming, um, not just to listen to me. Um, obviously, I love the attention, but <laughs> I think it's really important that and uh, really worthwhile and, sh and acknowledging the fact that you showed up to learn more about how you can make your classroom more accessible to your students. And that is not something that we often have time to do. And you decided to do that rather than going to any other session that you might have been more applicable to showing off in front of your principal. But the reality is, when we differentiate our classrooms, our classrooms become so much more accessible. And when our classrooms become accessible, that is when we can really mean it when we say music is for everyone.